Hello and welcome to my podcast called The New Decibels and I'm your host Nirjit Dey Bhattacharya. Come take this tour with me where we explore how to build great companies, what practices to follow and implement to get the greatest culture and greatest revenue, how to have an impactful branding exercise and anything that comes in between. And as always, remember to follow us on Instagram by the handle New Decibel for daily content dedicated to the same. Reach out to me for any feedback or commentaries. Hope you have a learning experience from today's episode. Let's jump right in. What's happening everyone? I hope you had a fantastic weekend and now ready to kick some Monday in the ass. For me it's been a very productive week actually. Um I got a chance to interact with some of the greatest people uh that I have in my network over the weekend and throughout the week to be fair who are working on some excellent projects. Um I do think there's a good potential for us to actually work together in the long run um to bring a collective value to each other. Uh but we'll see how that goes. Um a challenge for me currently is about how to create a strategy for a lawyer colleague of mine. um a great friend of mine rather um to be best represented in this whole space of people looking for legal services uh for him to sort of grow his own business now you see there's a problem with that because um in india where i'm based out of you can't actually uh sell or market yourself if you're a lawyer or you're a doctor uh let me rephrase that you cannot solicit your own services that you provide uh because it's against the law right so for me right now it's it's really important to figure out a good marketing strategy where we don't necessarily solicit his work uh but do show the value set that he brings when he comes on board as your legal representative um and so we can help my buddy grow here right that being said today's focus of our podcast episode is actually quite similar to what i'm trying to do with my friend here is how to build a good brand now um first and foremost thing that always comes out is that you need to be focusing on what you do uh and talk about that or create content about that or create um any value asset regarding what your profession is or your passion is something that you do in day in day out right so if you're a baker uh then you talk about baking you make videos about how to bake great keto cakes or you uh like i have a friend of mine she she's a uh, she has gluten allergy and um uh, on top of that she's trying to follow a keto diet um so she's been making some crazy absolutely crazy um keto gluten free desserts now that is some fucking crazy shit you guys should check her out it's called tort.in that's t o r t e uh .in i hope i got the handle right on instagram but check it out it's some fantastic shit out there um and and it's such a unique thing that she's doing and it works really well is because that's what she does she literally bakes every fucking day uh and i keep complaining why aren't you inviting me over and she said just show the fuck up right um but it works really well because when you're doing that it is something that comes so easily to you you're at at such ease when you're talking about it or doing it um that you don't have to put an extra effort just to learn the fucking deal right um That being said I think it's very important to also focus on a 360 degree branding uh where you're not just necessarily focusing on like an online content driven uh strategy because uh, it has to be a holistic thing like a 360 thing so when you're meeting your uh I mean a lot of people don't understand but networking is also like a sense of mar- in a, in a sense marketing so when you are actually meeting a lot of people when you're going out partying when you're meeting people over dinner or coffee make sure that you're talking about your craft uh if not in detail definitely lend enough for the other person to go like okay now i know what he's talking about right or she's talking about um so do that offline branding also make sure there's enough offline engaging partners for you uh whether it's through uh, as i said networking whether it's through print 
um, whatever you do, make sure that enough, uh, that well, I mean, below the line marketing always works really well. And I'm the sort of person who believes in that. So when you do see an opportunity for it, jump right at it, right? Um, I think a lot of people also are very focused on um, subscribers and uh, on, on their YouTube channel or on their uh, Instagram. I think, I think that's the wrong way to look at what you're doing because um, that's not necessarily what drives uh, your growth in the long run. Um, sure, I'm not saying it's not important. It is. You should focus on how you're growing. Um, because that shows a certain different matrix that when you work with publishers, it, it makes a lot of difference. Uh, but think big, right? I mean, just don't get stuck with the idea that you want to do a product placement or you want to do a collaboration um, because that's not that's not a sustainable model. At the end of the day, if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to look at something long term that you can leave out as a legacy to your children where they can get into it, um, then you need to really think about it holistically because you don't know if YouTube or Instagram is going to be there in another 10 years, right? Uh, I'm talking about when I was in school, when I was in college, even then, um, you would Facebook the moment you would meet someone. If I met a pretty girl at a party or at a, at a conference, I would ask a name and I'd fucking go on my Facebook immediately and send her a friend request. I don't even remember the last fucking person who added me or I added on. I don't remember the fucking last time I actually used Facebook for anything. It's Instagram now. Everyone uses Instagram. You meet someone, you you simply just, you don't even take the number. You get the Instagram handle and you just simply send them a follow request. That is what Instagram has become. And I'm telling you, not long ago, and I know everyone thinks this is, this is really, really far away back in the past, but it's not very up till very recently we all facebooked each other and now our parents do that we simply just instagram so you don't know what your next 10 years going to look like so if you're building a business and if you're going to make the million dollars you need to make sure it's a sustainable model so that your children and their children can sort of get into it um, and help the business grow right um but one of the major ways if you are in um the social space social media space and you're trying to build your uh uh Set up. I think one of the major things people keep thinking about is how to build that community. How do you actually get an engagement? Um, honestly, when I work with my clients, it's much easier because they have the money to throw, and it's easier to work with content making when you're when you have money at the back. When I'm doing it with my own, uh, from my own pocket, it's tougher because I don't have that much money to create that content. Uh, but don't don't let that fool you because I'm still doing a decent enough job. I mean, I have almost a ten to twelve percent uh, engagement on my post which is pretty solid if you ask me right um but uh one of the major things that really does drive that sort of an engagement is depth versus width uh or as we call it quality versus quantity right because if you have quality and you have an organic growth happening on your follower or your subscriber count um the interaction is going to be far more enriching for them and far more uh utility driven for you because um, it's actually in the long run much much smarter. So if you have, say for example, um, a huge follower base, say for example, like you have a, a million followers, right? But every post that you put on Instagram really just gets 200 likes. Or um, if you put up, uh, you have 1 million subscribers on YouTube, but you only end up getting 1000 views, then there's a problem because there's not enough engagement happening. So from that perspective, you need to really go hard at how to build the quality audience versus a quantitative audience right 
Um, and in terms of engagement, I mean, I do that on a personal level. Um, in general, actually, I like to talk to people. So when someone reaches out to me, I'm very happy uh, to sort of address their queries. Recently, I had a couple of people, one very smart guy reached out to me about his uh, music uh, studio that he has, I believe. And I did try to get the conversation rolling, but he sort of went offline. But I make it a point that no matter who it is, and if they're reaching out to me, especially if you're a small business, it is so important. It's, it's imperative that you sort of respond to everyone because that really takes um, your game to another level. When you're interacting, when you're learning from your own community, when you're engaging with them, it makes them feel like they're not just another comment. They're a voice that you're hearing and that you're responding to. Um, so I get it that sometimes you might grow and you're looking at maybe now you have 5 million followers, 1 million followers, and you get thousands and thousands of comments. Uh, it becomes tough. Um, but try, try your level best to engage with your community on, um, Instagram, on, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on Twitter, it needs to happen, uh, and make sure it's a permanent behavior. Even as you grow, you make sure that you're doing that on a regular basis. Don't get a fucking team to sit down and do it for you. Do it yourself. And if it's a team which is doing it, make sure that you do reflect that this is not you individually, um, actually talking about it, uh, or re responding to these people. It's your team. Uh, and again, that defeats the purpose in the in the bigger scale of things. So maybe just focus on um, reaching out to your audience and interacting uh, with them, right? In general, uh, one of the major things that we always figure uh, out that most of the most of us don't know, even as people who are managing brands, because it's such a tricky thing for some people. It works for some people. It don't. Is um, how do you utilize online videos to your best uh, possible outcome, right? Now. I think the bigger bigger question here is that everyone thinks video content is the is the is the future and rightly so I do think that's going to be the case uh, but right now that is not happening necessarily it's not I mean future is not right now so I personally feel that if you if you're not good in front of camera don't be in front of camera if you think your source of um, um, sharing your thoughts is different if it's, it's perhaps a control media maybe maybe it's you're not on live media maybe you don't have 50 people sitting around you you just have one like for me i have a laptop in front of me i'm sitting in front of me and i'm just recording uh, i mean i'm not sitting in front of me but yeah i'm sitting here and i'm just recording right uh some people do really well with um uh, podcasts like this right where they have a very controlled environment and they do great while speaking they don't necessarily do very well as acting uh, some people are great bloggers. You have medium people who write phenomenal blogs and they're doing it. So find what you think is going to be good for you, uh, where you feel confident to invest into that medium and just go very, very hard at it. I think that's the right way to sort of build your community around. Um, but I do think if someone asks me, I mean, gun to my head, what is the future? I definitely think video content. Video content is going to take over everything i think people are just getting lazier and lazier day by day they don't want to search they don't want to do it they just want to fucking talk and they want to make sure <clears throat> siri or google home is just or amazon alexa they're just responding um and they just want to look they don't they don't want to do shit they just want to look at content they don't want to read uh, i think we can all all sort of agree that reading as a habit has sort of declined and that's really sad uh, but it has and even even at an individual level i used to love reading but i know it has sort of slowed down a little bit and and i'm trying to get back on it but there's so much visual media uh content available that it is so hard to sort of just shut it out of 
from my because for me every day everything that I'm doing is on on is on the laptop or on my phone um, so it's very tough to take out that time to just sort of focus on okay I need to read I've tried doing that it's been okay okay for me but like I understand the value of digital content which is video in the video format so I think yeah that's definitely gonna happen uh, in the long run and in general I think the amount of content being consumed by people on in, in the video format uh, whether it's through YouTube, whether it's through Instagram, LinkedIn now has a great video platform also, which is getting built. Um, these are these are the next big thing, really. I mean, this this is going to be how people consume their daily daily uh, media. I mean, no one watches TV anymore. Everyone's on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. I mean, these are your big players. So anyone who who feels they should invest into television and it's it's not happening. It's, it's something that's going to die out in the next, I think, 10, 15 years because by that time our generation will be. Um, the elders and we just gonna sort of wash away with televisions and that's that's the thing you need to know What the future is gonna be to invest into it if you're investing into television right now. That's probably stupid because I Mean we're almost turning what 30 all of us and we're looking to get older and older and by the time we are older and older Until there's some disruptive technology which comes into television. We are probably gonna be watching uh, not your daily uh, so poor press, but like something that is being streamed right onto your TV. So definitely invest into content which can be streamed or or uh, reflected on such platforms, right? Um, and I generally think, in case you want to build a good brand, it is so important to sort of talk about things that you're good at. You need to know who you are, right? Now I know I'm a good salesperson. Um, I know I'm okay with I I wasn't okay with criticism, but I'm okay with enough. So I'm very okay listening to that sort of feedback from people and sort of investing that into me to become better. Um, but if you're forcing a narrative on yourself, which which you are not, is is never gonna work out the way you think it is. If I pretend to be a millionaire, and I spoke about it on my Instagram very recently, is that. A lot of people are following a lot of people on Instagram where they want that quick money routine where they are all driving Lambos and they're driving um, and they're on, on, on their million dollar houses. Listen, I think that's 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 all fucked up. That's that's not true. Uh, there's no quick money scheme. Everyone grinds their asses off to make that money. So this whole Jason Capital and uh, Cardone Capital, I, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm not saying... I know it better than they do. I mean, they do have the money, uh, but I think it's such a wrong way to sort of uh, influence youngsters who are trying to build something where you're only um, putting the benchmark to know uh, or gauge if you're successful or not as is by if you're making a million or not a month. Uh, and I think that's wrong. That puts the wrong pressure on on the people trying to get into the business uh, and sets the wrong standards really. Uh, but coming back to this, if I start today telling you that I can be a mentor to teach you how to be a millionaire, then I'm doing a very wrongful uh, reflection of what I am and what I do. I don't know how to be a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. I don't know how to make you a millionaire. So if I start talking about being a guru or, or a mentor about these things, it's just never going to work out. i rather build an audience with authenticness about who I am um, rather than gather everyone who wants to just sort of to follow anyone who's talking about anything nowadays, you know, uh, for me, that's such an important thing to be very authentic to who I am, where I'm in my life, what I'm doing. And I find it very interesting that there will be a lot of people going like, hey, listen, I want to be part of this story. I want to be part of this um, journey with this guy. I want to see where he goes because, I mean, I know I have a lot of potential. I know I'm going for it and I know I'm going to make it. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting to see who started and who comes till the end, right? I mean, 
Drake said it, started from the bottom, now we're here, right? And that's really it. I mean, you have to grind and you have to be at it. Uh, and it's a daily thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, focus on authentic and very, very real uh, narratives so that uh, you can sort of connect with your audience better. That's, that's always going to be the case. And to be very fair, I mean, brands really just pay for your engagement. They don't pay for your followers necessarily. I mean, you might have, as I said, you might have a million uh, followers, but if you don't have enough engagement, they, they're not going to pay you the money that you're asking for. So that engagement has to be good. If you have like a 6% or a 7% or an 8% uh, engagement on Instagram, now you're killing it. You really are. Anything of that is godlike, right? So imagine if you have anything below like a 3%, you're just an average person on Instagram at this point in time. From the influencer's perspective, um, I mean, normal people usually have like less than a 1% interaction, so which is fine, right? Um, but I think it is so important in, in the last bit of creating a brand is that you can't do it alone, right? I always have believed that, I mean, I'm right now a one-man team because I can't financially afford to hire people. But the moment I make money, I'm going to hire the right people. It's just how it works. I don't want to make, say, for example, 100,000 USD or a million dollars and take that money back home and buy myself a car or a house or a, or a fucking vacation to Bahamas. That's not what I want to do with that money. I want to go and invest into the human resource. I want to get myself a guy who knows how to record really well. I want to get a guy who knows how to produce really well. I want to get a guy or a girl, please. I mean, that's what I mean. I want to get anyone who knows how to deal with this shit better than I do, help me make that uh, content and make it very good. So, because if I can't, in the long run, people are going to catch up and say, hey, listen, this is pretty stupid shit. And I know for a fact, like, if you're doing your, you know, media structure uh, and strategizing versus I'm doing it, I'm pretty sure I'll do a better job because I do it day in, day out. So imagine if I can find someone who knows their craft so well who can do it for me. So the moment I have money, that's what I'm going to do. And a lot of people tend to focus on making the money so they don't actually invest into human resource or a team. So I think it is very important that you do that because instead of making a million, you're going to probably end up making two million because when you invest into human resource, it sort of compounds like an investment in the market. Um, and that's really the right way to go. If you're building a company, one person team is not a company. Two people team is not a company. A company, a business... Is, is a team of people working towards the same organization goal. And for that, you need a team. You need to invest in it. Stop chasing the money. Start chasing the vision. So when you do that, in the long run, you're going to end up making everything that you wanted and more, right? Uh, so in the end of it, I think uh, four main point is that um, how to sort of build your brand is that you got to be patient. It's a long, long game. You don't become a brand overnight. Um, you'll get a lot of feedback you'll get a lot of criticism some good some not so much it's okay don't let it dishearten you be patient focus on your craft keep making it better um and you'll reach there that's the first thing second thing stop having expectations uh stop having expectations from anyone uh if it's your shit you need to deal with it you need to go out and build that brand don't expect if like for me i didn't expect anyone to come and help me out i'm right here i learned how to record a podcast i learned how to make a video I learned how to make anything and everything on Instagram and I'm just out there, right? Um, so don't have expectation from people. Just do that shit. Um, and of course, third is be authentic. Don't don't make up shit. If you're not something, don't pretend to be on, on social media. And I know it's very easy to sort of pull it off, but don't because eventually, the I mean, people are going to catch on to it, right? I mean, you can only fool people for that much time. 
um and which is really related to the fourth part is that you gotta really fucking stick to your own lane like do what you're good at um it's better to be it's good to be jack of all trade uh but it's fantastic to be a master of one that's that's i mean the the saying always used to go you know don't be a jack of all trade be a master of one i think it's very important to be jack of all trade in today's time and uh space but definitely make sure uh that you're a master of one well, that's it. That's how I think you should be building your brand. Um, if you have any feedback, please reach out to me. Look forward to seeing you guys the next episode. Cheers.